I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Best in the World Podcast with Richard Parr. Greetings from Hove, England, and welcome to the best in the world with Richard Parr. I'm back home for the Christmas period, and because I'm best man at a wedding, putting the finishing touches to my best man speech. Hopefully, it won't be a disaster. But we're also coming towards the end of 2015. You may have seen on richardparr.net that I've written a blog about some of the highlights of the year. I have actually forgotten one of them. I forgot to put that being at the Rugby World Cup, in particular the Japan versus South Africa match, was a real highlight for me. I'll be amending that blog. If you haven't seen it already, remember the website's richardparr.net. A lot of the uh, the top things which have happened to me this year already, including this fantastic podcast, The Best in the World. This week's guest is Ian Williams. He is a world match racing tour sailing champion he's won it five times no one has done it more times than that so Ian Williams really is the best in the world I met him about two three four years ago at the monsoon cup their finale of the world match racing tour season Uh, I was there covering it for Al Jazeera with my colleague Robin Adams if you don't follow him on Twitter follow him as well top top guy It's an interesting chat with Ian. We talk about a lot of different things. He was actually a lawyer before he became a sailor. So we talk about the different transferable skills from one profession to another, uh, how sponsors can be appealed to sailing and how Ian has used his skills as a lawyer to attract sponsors into the sport. He also gives us some tips on adjusting to jet lag, advice to young sailors and who his role models were in the sport. Really good chat with Ian Williams. And we begin the conversation asking him whether he has bought his Christmas gifts this year. Apparently he hasn't. And if you haven't, how about I give you an early Christmas present? How about I give you a 30-day free trial with Audible? Yes, they are the leading company when it comes to audiobooks. And I'm giving you a free audiobook download with Audible. Audible. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash best. That's audibletrial.com forward slash best. Best in the world is obviously the reason it's best. And with that, you get a 30-day free trial, one free audiobook download, 
I'm giving it for you for free. Merry Christmas. Now let's get on to it. Let's get on to the interview with Ian Williams. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Ian Williams, welcome to The Best in the World with Richard Parr. I'm going to start with a very, very important question. One week before Christmas, have you bought all of your presents? <laughs> no, give me worry. I thought you said it was going to be an easy question to start with. <laughs> no, um, I have to say Christmas shopping isn't my forte. Um, I'm more of a leave it to the last minute, put the pressure on, and then it's make decisions. Is, is there anything at the top of your list that, that you would like? um not not really um i think uh my wife and i we normally just buy each other practical presents i think it's not going to ruin the surprise i need to get her a washer dryer so uh it's not very romantic i'm afraid <laughs> well it'll, it'll certainly be useful so looking back on 2015 uh, what what have you been most thankful for this year oh um well i mean uh from sport in a sporting context, um, obviously winning the, the match racing world championship was a you know was a huge a huge thing, and then there's always an element of luck involved there. So you know, in any sporting event, I think there is. So uh, I guess we're we're thankful for that. Um, my uh, my summer a year ago, so I, so I've probably got to, to mention mention that uh, that you know that amazing thing november the 20th last year 2014 and uh it's been been amazing seeing him uh him grow up as well and wh- what would you say would be your goals for 2016 try and clinch the sixth sixth world title would be the first obvious goal and then we obviously have a we have a, a, a big change in in format on the world match racing tour we're we're moving to the m32 catamaran um that's going to be a big challenge for for for, for me and for, for the team convert into into the the new format. What will be the main differences there, Ian? Well, uh, the boat the boat is is a different sort of boat to sail. It, it requires a, a slight skill set in terms of the way that, that the boat's set up and the feeling on the boat, uh, the, the the way you sail it, and, and that impacts as well on the tactics, on the handling. Uh, uh, and the positioning, so it it, it very much is, is it's a very new challenge uh, for for us. Uh, and uh, I think really we're not we're not setting any specific goals at this stage. It's a case of of, of feeling and seeing how we go. Okay, so uh, you said about tactics. Uh, excuse me, I'm not a sailor, so. Um, I, a lot of questions I might ask, you might be like, "Oh, it's very obvious," but there'll be a lot of people also listening to this who might not be obvious to. When you're when you're planning a race, when you when you have tactics in mind, how often do they just kind of go off the table when you start racing? <laughs> well, as they say, you know, no uh, no plan survives first contact with the enemy, and it, it it is a little bit like that. You certainly have um, you have an. an in your mind as how the race will go and and you have uh, certain things that you'll assess before before the start of a race um you know especially you'll try and re- read the course a little bit in terms of whether there's any favorable or, or less current or wind on the course uh and 
obviously that will will frame what you try to do but uh current set tends to be pretty consistent a race but but the wind will certainly change as the race goes on uh especially especially in some of the venues close to the shore that we sail that the wind becomes very shifty and gusty you know, obviously in match racing against one other boat you you're you're really just trying to make sure you get bet, you know better of that than than the other boat I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me In a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host. The best in the world podcast with Richard Parr. More from Ian in just a moment, but I wanted to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash best. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And we're heading towards Christmas, and we all love to have a laugh in this period We all like to hear a funny joke or something like that. And on audible.com, you can download some audiobooks from some hilarious comedians. Comedians? See, even that's quite funny. Comedians. Some hilarious comedians such as Michael McIntyre, Lee Evans, Ricky Gervais. Learn from the best if you like comedy. They're good people to listen to. But if you just want a laugh, listen to them as well. So all you have to do, go to audibletrial.com forward slash best and you can hear from some great comedians, not comediums. But for now, let's get back to our interview with sailing five-time world champion Ian Williams. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr.
one thing I noticed, Ian, is that you studied to be a solicitor. And if I'm right, did you work in the field for a little while before you went into sailing? Yeah, well, I, I, I was always a sailing uh, as well, but uh, but that's right. Before I before I went and became a full time, um, I qualified and worked in in the city of London, firm called Ashurst. Uh, I did a, a year and a year and a half after after qualification there, working in commercial law, um, which which I enjoyed. Actually, I wasn't it wasn't desperate to get away from that. It was more that that opportunities came up in. And, it, and it's always been a, a dream, really, for me to to be a professional sportsman, and, and later on, you know, as a sailor. Uh, and when the opportunity came along, it was was hard not to take it. So there wasn't a moment you were in the office at three o'clock where you'd been in some very boring meeting, and you just went, "This isn't for me anymore. I've got to get out on the boat." Yeah, well, a uh, city law firm. When you say three o'clock, it, it's just as likely to be three a.m. as it is three. But it, it it wasn't it wasn't really really like that. As I said, I, it wasn't a case of wanting specifically to get away from what I was doing. It was um, it was more that uh, that that with my sailing, um, I'd still taken it pretty while I was working. Um, I was getting to a point where I couldn't really on doing both. I was getting more responsibility at work, which meant I couldn't couldn't uh, you know fly away quite so regularly to, to regattas. Um, and I was also at a point when I was in the top 10 in the match racing rankings and not, not able to, to, get, to break into the top five. Uh, and that was just something that I wanted to do. So I, so I thought I'd, I'd give it a go full time. Okay, fair enough. Was there anything from what you learned practicing law and, and working in the city? Were there any transferable skills to sailing? Uh, when, I, when I changed from uh, a big law firm, which is... Is, is about as sort of professional an approach as, as you can get um, into into the sailing world, which uh, is, is, is I think not not you know not so in terms of the way the way people do things. And uh, I, I like to think that I've been able to to bring a little bit of that approach across, not not necessarily um, on the water, but uh, off the water in the way that I can plan. Um, manage a team, um, go out and find sponsors or, 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 or clients as a professional sailor. Uh, on that side, I think it, I think perhaps the, the, the experience has stood me in good stead. Yeah, I was going to ask you about managing a team and getting the finance and, and getting sponsorship and everything like that. Um, with this background, do you feel you have an advantage over other teams in, in getting the best sponsors for your team? Really, I, th- I think the organisational skills um, have been important, and it's something that, uh, that that's each part of my career. Uh, I've been very lucky to to um, meet up with, with Andrew Pindar in 2006 and, and secure Pindar as a sponsor from from 2003 on until the the, the, the present day. Now, with um, which is well involved since since 2011. So we're now, we're now uh, Team GAC Pindar, and um, I, I've been very lucky to have them, and, and they've had a huge influence on, on my career to, to go out and win those World Championship titles. What was their attraction to sailing when, when you pitched the idea of them them coming to to sponsor you? With Pindar, they were all, all involved in sailing. Um, they'd, um, they'd 
with uh, Emma, which we call Emma Richards, now Emma Sanderson, uh, to do a uh, around alone race, a single-handed around the world uh, race with with stops. I think it was five. So they so they're already involved in the sport, and and I think what what enter sailing is the the, the ability really you, you can um you can really tailor the sponsorship and and the message to to, to what you want the different events and different opportunities uh, and that can I think sometimes sometimes put sponsors off because it's not not uh, very neatly packaged but it also presents I think a great opportunity to get from it what what you want as a sponsor and if you have that clear in your head what you do want I think there are great opportunities out there so for them I think that was the that was the big thing, and then um, with uh, GAC coming on board, they're a shipping logistics company. I think they uh, obviously they're not they're not uh, using sailing boats for their shipping and logistics, but they they feel an affinity with you know with the, with the ocean, with the sea, uh, and so in in many and I, and I think a lot a lot a lot of the, the people that work there are, are sailors as well and, and, and boat people, uh, and I think they felt a, a natural affinity with with the sport and and, and recognised. The opportunities to to market their their brand. You also mentioned there about um, managing the team itself. Where when you when you pick your team, what are the attributes you normally look for? Well, it, it, it's it's quite a complicated mix. There's uh, there's obviously the the, the, the technical and, and and physical side of being able to do the job, and of course always that there's there's, there's the, the 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 personality, the mix. On board, we're a four or five-man team, so it's quite, it's quite a quite a small team. Uh, but but when you have a small team like that, it, it's important that that you do get on in, in the right way uh, on board. Um, from a technical perspective, I, I really go out and just try to make sure that I've got all the different areas of the sport covered. Uh, sailing is you need to have um, the right sort of skill sets in terms of being able to set the boat up and trim it so it goes fast. You've got to have the tactical skills to be able to read the breeze like I talked about earlier. Uh, and then you also need the, the, the physicality to be able to um, get the sails in and out, up and down, you know, as and when necessary. So really I, I go out and I try and make sure I've got all those areas covered and then really I put the people into into the roles according to where that, their skills are. Um, you know, try and make sure everybody's comfortable in their role, uh, happy with what they're doing, and, 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 and that, I believe, helps them to, to perform their best. Now, we met back in the Monsoon Cup about three years ago, and the, the one thing which really amazed me was the... Um just how physically demanding the sport can be. And, and the, the fact is that uh, I, I would go to the gym early in the morning and I would see some of the other sailors be there six, seven in the morning doing a, a full workout before even going on the water. How important is it for the modern day sailor to be in shape and do they have a program they follow and, uh, and what do you follow? Well, it, it, it is important and um, it's one of the, the big challenges actually for, for, for sailors is, like you say, the, the guys even on a race day were, were in the gym in, in the morning, and that's because um, it's the sort of sport where you need to be fit to do it. But it doesn't necessarily, if you have, a, if you say have a light wind day, you don't necessarily get that uh, the exercise you need whilst you're whilst you're competing. Uh, so you need to find time to go uh, to train, you know, to training, um, carry out all, all your technical skills, or, or whether it's a race day, go out and do the racing. You also do need to find time to, to get into the gym as well, and I think it, 
increasingly the sport is becoming more and more physical. I think with the with the arrival of the catamarans, um, they're traveling much faster, and, and that uh, that builds. Uh, Going to get technical now, but it builds a higher apparent wind speed on the boats, which uh, which which puts more load into into the sails. Uh, and, and, and as a consequence, it, it adds you know, adds to the physicality of it. So, um, yeah, it, it, it is very important. Um, you know, I, I have a program uh, at home. I try and keep myself. Fortunately, as a helmsman, I, I don't I don't have to pull too many ropes. So, really, it's just a, a general fitness and and running around the boat for me. Um, but certainly for the, for the other guys, it's uh, it's it's a huge part of and when I put a team together. I'm definitely looking at how fit and strong the guys are that I'm that I'm getting together. And and what about nutrition? What 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 would be a, a typical um, pre-race and post-race meal for you? Well, with, with sailing, I think it's um, it's it's actually it, it, nutrition is very important. It, it's it's quite difficult to to get it right because we don't have regular start and finish times. It, you know, it's not like a football match where you know exactly what time you're going to start and you can plan exactly how long before the match you're going to you're going to take on board your your your, 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 your food and what have you. Um, we tend to be sailing on and off throughout maybe a whole day uh and so it's really about just trying to get something in when you can uh that's not gonna not gonna fill you up too much and and cause you problems when you when you know when you are sailing um we use uh nutrition bars um get buzzing ones are are great which we take them them out with us i like the banana bar especially um and uh that you know that's a just just a great um just, just, just fill up in between. You know, between races, you've only got maybe ten minutes between a race. You just need a little bit of an energy. Um, things like bananas work very well as well. Um, you know, with the with the potassium and and I guess the other the other big thing with sailing is is uh, is the dehydration when you're out on on the water in the wind uh, over a long period of time. You do get very dehydrated, so it's important to to keep drinking and 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 we tend to use. The sort of electrolyte um, tablets to put in our water, and 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 just to make sure that we're we're absorbing as much of the much of the fluid as possible. Um, so it's, it is something that we um, we focus on quite hard, especially on a race day. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I guess during our general diet, just making sure we're getting the right amount of protein, right amount of fat and carbohydrates to 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 give us a you know a, to keep up our um, fitness levels up. And strength levels up. Are you allowed a cheat day? <laughs> Are you allowed a cheat day? Well, there's, 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 no, there's nobody, uh, there's nobody monitoring it, so I couldn't, I couldn't possibly tell you whether whether I'm having a cheat day or not. <laughs> Somebody so, might, might hear. So, so you're you're allowed to enjoy the turkey with all the trimmings next week. Um, yes, I think I'll, I think I'll be, be eating the turkey, um, but I might I might be going for a run later in the day. Okay, good work. Um, as part of the World Match Racing Tour, you obviously travel the globe, going to many different cities. Uh, how do you cope with things like jet lag, and do you have any kind of routine? And 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 how much used to you now are you at being in in different locations? Yeah, I think I think it's something that you you learn how your own body adjusts, and it um it, it really it. it it really depends on on 
what time of day you fly, obviously what the, the time difference is. For me, I find it uh, much easier going west. So if we go to Bermuda or to the east coast of America, uh, four or five hours west, uh, it's, it's, I hardly even notice the jet lag. I just wake up a little bit earlier in the morning. Um, even going to the west coast of America, eight hours to the west, again, it, it, it's not really that difficult. The, the really the really tough one is is when you go eight or nine hours to the east. So we've got that coming up when we go to to, to Malaysia in January, uh, and that is uh, that that is the hard one. I think it's just a case of uh, what I like to do is try and try and land early in, in the morning. Uh, normally with a, not much of a night's sleep and then just try and stay awake all the whole day. You know, maybe often we would book in some, some practice or something that day so that you're, you're absolutely exhausted by uh, eight or 9 PM. And then with a bit of luck, you, you can, you can sleep, uh, that night. It's, um, it's not too scientific, but it, it, it tends to work. And I think with us, we're, we're in some ways lucky that, that, that our events build up to the final. So, uh, as long as you you are well enough rested to to, to qualify through the early rounds, um, really you're you're looking to make sure you're fully fully adjusted and fully recovered from the jet lag by 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 you know, by the end of the regatta when it when it starts to get important and and when you know when the the, the really the really big matches come up. Uh, would you touch the airline food on a journey? <laughs> uh, yes, I. I I do eat airline food again. I, um, I think one thing with jet lag, if you can, tr- if, if as soon as you get on the plane, you can adjust your watch to the the new time uh, that you're going to, and, tr- and try and do as much as you can on the new time. It just just gives you a, a you know a jump up. And so, if it's if it's night time where I'm going, uh, I would tend not to just try try my best to sleep. Uh, if it's daytime where I'm going, if it, you know, if it's lunchtime where I'm going, then I'll then I'll I'm happy to, to eat some food. Tell me your emotions when you won your first world title. How, how did you feel? <laughs> well, that, um, a little while ago now, um, 2007. Uh, I mean, of course, it was a it was an incredible moment. It was something that uh, I, I, I'd obviously hoped to do, but 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 never knew if I would be able to. To achieve it or not, and and so it, it was. I think I think it, it's the same for a lot of sportsmen. As there's there's of course there's elation, but there's also an element of relief. Um, uh, I I in some way I had to a little bit justified to to myself and to the world the, the decision to give up a, a pretty good job in, as a lawyer and, and to go sailing. And you know, a lot of people doubted whether whether that was the right decision and whether I would, would, would be able to be successful in sailing. Um, so to, 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 to go out and, and, and be able to win that world championship was, was yes, it was, it, yeah, as I say, it was very exciting, but it was, there was also an element of, of relief there. What would you say is a, a key bit of advice you'd give to any young sailor who, who wants to be the next Ian Williams, for example? Well, I think, um, I think you've got to, you've got to enjoy what you're doing. Um, I think if 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 you're not enjoying it, then then you then especially when when you're young, um, then you're not going to be able to put in the, the hours and, and the time to to get to to the, the top level. Uh, and and I guess that leads on to the second thing is that really it, it, 
anything is possible if, if you're prepared to work at it and, and, and keep the right attitude. I would say that I'm not, not the most talented sailor as, as a youth. I wasn't, uh, I was okay, but I wasn't great. But, but really it's the application that, that gets you there and, and it's spending the time focusing on, on what you need to achieve and, and, and going about it in, in a way and, um, in terms of uh, really focusing on, on the end goal and, and, and improving your skills towards that. Uh, and if, if you're prepared to put in the time, a lot, a lot is possible. And uh, we'll wrap this up shortly, but I mentioned you as someone to get advice from. Who was it you uh, looked up to when you got into the sport? Who, who was it you saw as your role model, so to speak? Well, I don't think there was anybody especially that I went to for advice. Um, but, uh, but, I, but, but I guess as, as I was coming up through match racing, it was the likes of uh, Russell Coots and, and Peter Gilmore who were um, really dominating the sport. And so for sure, you, you look at how those guys went about their programs and, and, and putting their team together and, and how they sailed and, and, and all those elements. And you try to take out of them as much as you can the bits that you think that will, will help you. Uh, honestly, there, there are areas where I thought that, that, that how they approached it wouldn't suit me. So you need to bring your own style to things as well. But, uh, but for sure, you, you can look at what the top guys are doing and, and certainly copy them as, as, as much as possible. Ian, just before we go, why don't you tell our listeners how they can um, interact with you, be it on social media, how they can follow the team, how they can follow World Match Racing Tour? Yes, well, uh, I guess the, 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 the first place to start is, is the World Match Racing Tour website, wmrt.com. Uh, you can follow uh, follow me at, uh, on my Twitter, which is Williams underscore for racing. Um, and uh, yeah, we we got our, our final event coming up to the last week in January, so that's going to be where the World Championship is, is decided, and it's going to be very exciting. There's, there's uh, three teams in with a hunt of winning still. That's us. There's a team from the U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, skippered by Taylor Canfield, and a Swedish team uh, skippered by Bjorn Hansen. So it's it's going to be a, a really exciting event and. And we've got our fingers crossed that, that we can have the bit of luck that we need to, to come out on top. And that would be your sixth world title, correct? It would, yes, yes. Un- unprecedented. Uh, yes, we we actually we 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 have the the record when we went to five uh, at the start of, of this year. Um, Peter Gilmore has four, and then there's a few guys on three: Russell Coots, Chris Dixon, and uh, Ed Baird. Uh, but I don't think uh, any of those guys are coming back. So, so on five, we 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 we've got the title for a little while, and uh, if we can extend the run, that would be that would be fantastic. And uh, one thing, just before we go, I noticed for next season, uh, am I right? There's going to be a, an all-female racing team. Um, do you think they could be uh, getting on the podium? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I just only saw that uh, that this morning, so um, I haven't put a lot of thought into it. But uh, but I do know Sally, and I know some of her team members, and and for sure they'll be strong. Um, in sailing, we often sail with a, with a weight limit, uh, and uh, rather than a number of number of people. So whereas uh, with the the men's team, we'll be sailing four up. Uh, I suspect they will have five five on, on the boat so that will allow them to overcome some of the, the physical 
you know, physical disadvantages they have uh, with the extra person. So there's no reason why they can't go out and uh, and, and and get on the podium. It'll be uh, it'll be exciting to sail against. Yeah, well, we'll have to stay across that, and we'll, we'll stay across. Um the World Match Racing Tour website, your Twitter and everything like that. Ian, I really appreciate your time. Ian Williams, thank you for being the best in the world. Thank you, Richard. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Episode 8, Best in the World podcast. Tick the box, it is done. But I don't want to upset you too much. But I'm afraid that's our last episode of 2015. Ah, I'm sorry to say that. We're going to take a little break over the New Year period. But we will be back bigger and better than ever in 2016. We'll be back the second week of January. So make sure you stay subscribed to The Best in the World Download, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, say listen to the Best in the World podcast and we'll have more world and Olympic and Paralympic champions where we can learn the best from them. If you have any guests in particular you'd like to hear from, maybe send me a tweet or send me a message through the website. And if you have any questions or any topics you'd like us to cover on The Best in the World, let me know that as well. All you have to do is go to my Twitter page, that's at Richard underscore par. Or head to the website, richardpar.net. Lots of ways to get in touch. There's also my Facebook page. That's Best in the World with Richard Parr, where you'll be able to get updates and information and a new blog posts and all the information you need about the best in the world. So I hope you have a fantastic New Year's Eve and the next couple of weeks, and I'll see you back in January. <laughs> The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 